Welcome to the Defender Bible Study, a weekly encouragement to equip the body of Christ through the study of Scripture and prayer to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children around the world. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, where we believe that defending the fatherless begins by being rooted in God's Word. It's Monday, December 7th. This is Blake Wilson, Lifeline's Vice President of Operations. And today we're going to kick off our study through the statement of faith um, that we have at Lifeline. Just diving into a deeper understanding of our statement of faith, uh, making sure that we understand it little by little. So over the next 13 weeks, we're going to be walking through this statement of faith. And today we're going to launch that off with the very first one for us which is talking about Scripture. So I'm just going to jump in and read this um, just verbatim from our statement of faith, and then we're going to break that down a little bit and then dive into the Scriptures. It says, We believe the Scripture of the Old and New Testament to be the Word of God, written by men under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Word is inerrant, infallible, and sufficient in all manners of conduct. So, Staff, as as staff members at Lifeline, um, you guys have all signed this and agreed to this. And we felt that it was important for us to really understand who we are at the core of our ministry. Um, you know, not only is this just a document you sign, but we want to make sure that it's a document that we all understand. Um, and today we want to make sure that we understand the importance of the scriptures in its entirety um, when we're looking through the Old and the New Testament and understanding that the entire book is a beautiful story paint or, or pointing toward um, our Savior, you know, directing us through the hope that we have in Christ and that it's, that it's perfect. So there's three words that I just want to start off by breaking down a little bit so that we all understand um, because they're not necessarily words that we use um, daily. So the first one is in inerrant. Um, and, and a quick definition of inerrant, just so we, we know what we're walking into, is um, it's free. It means free from error. It's incapable of being wrong. So we're looking at the Word of God, and as Lifeline, we believe that the Word of the Lord is free from error. We, we believe that it is, it's, it's incapable of being wrong, that it is a book of perfection. And I think that um, as we as we look through Second Timothy today, we're going to look a little more at the inspiration and how the Lord spoke um, through his his followers um, to communicate His word. But His word is free from error. Um, it's also infallible. Infallible means it's incapable of making mistakes. It's absolute. It's a trust trustworthy source. So we believe that the word of the Lord is absolute. There, there is, there is nothing to be changed about it. It is, it is our line to measure truth. Um, so it's a trustworthy source, and it's incapable of being incorrect. And then the last word is sufficient. It's simply enough. Um, it is all that we need. It's enough to meet any need that we have in any situation in our life that we could face. So we believe as Lifeline that the word of the Lord is inerrant. It's infallible. And it's sufficient. And, and some scriptures that, that we're going to read through today um, really help us understand a little bit more about what that actually means and how the Lord created um, His Word and how He used man um, to, to, to pin this so that we have it in front of us today. So 
We're going to be looking at 2 Timothy chapter 3 um, just during the first part of our study today. And we're going to start in verse number 10. And it says, You, however, have followed my teachings, my con- conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, and my steadfastness. So keep in mind, this is a letter that Paul has written to Timothy. And Paul continues and he says, My persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra with persecutions I endured, yet Yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from your childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So you see Paul reminding Timothy of the sacred scriptures that he has learned from his childhood, of how his mother and grandmother had read the scriptures, poured the scriptures over him, and and he understood the scriptures. So of course, we're talking about the Old Testament. So I just want to recap again, as we look at our statement of faith, we believe that the scriptures of the Old and New Testament are the word of God. We don't want to overlook the the Old Testament, um, and the importance of the Old Testament. Just as Paul is saying here, Timothy, these are the words that shaped you. This is this is how you became a Christian. This is how you understood what salvation is. It's through the writing of the Old Testament and the prophecy therein. So Paul's reminding him, and I want to remind us, the importance of reading the Scripture in its entirety. He continues in verse 16, and he says, All Scripture is breathed out by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. The man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. You know, I love verse 17 and how how Paul is saying, you're not going to be complete until you have a clear understanding of the Scripture. This Scripture is breathed out by God, and it's profitable in the ways that he that he lists, lists there. But guys, we're not going to become complete and not have a clear understanding of who God is if we don't have a clear understanding of Scripture. The Scripture is breathed out by God, and he used he spoke to men, guiding them through this process to pen what we have here as the Scriptures. So this, this is the whole Bible is God's inspired Word, and it should be our standard for testing everything else that claims to be true. I mean, it's our line in the sand. It is how we navigate what truth is. You see, Scripture is all God-breathed, and it's trustworthy, and we should read it. We need to apply it to our lives um, because the Bible safeguards us against false teachings, and it guides us in how how we should live. So it's not just a collection of stories or ideas. What we're seeing here is a beautiful picture of 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 God's holy word. It's given by God, and these words are God's. And through the Holy Spirit, God revealed who he is in his plan as it was written down through people that he chose. So the Lord inspired the writers of the scripture, and it is his voice, it is his words speaking through those people and the writers of scripture. But one thing that I love as you read through scriptures, and I think an easy illustration of this is looking at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, how you see the same narrative of the life, the coming and the life of Christ on earth. But yet you see so many unique perspectives 
of of what they experienced um, as they've traveled, as they walked, as they did day to day life with Christ. You know, some writers are going to be a lot more detailed. Some some writers are going to paint a broader picture um, of maybe just of how they felt, helping you understand the surroundings of what they were experiencing. You know, others are going to point out more more numbers, um, maybe more specific dates, etc. But every you know, the Lord is using um, these writers, but he's but he's allowing them to take their personal their um, their specific gifts and talents of how it how it is all shaped up um, and how it all comes out. But the Spirit is guiding um, guiding those writers. You know, in Second Peter, um, we can look a little bit when it comes to the inspiration of Scripture. And just for sake of time, I'm just going to kind of jump down straight to this passage. But it's Second Peter, um, chapter one, and if you look down in verse twenty and twenty-one, um, and it says, "Knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture come, comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy has ever pr- produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit." You see, these men spoke the word of the Lord, but they were guided by the Holy Spirit. I love the verbiage here at verse 21 of the ESV of saying they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This idea of the Lord carrying these disciples, carrying these writers, and they were he was they were being guided by the Holy Spirit. But I think what was unique here was that it required their it required their obedience. It required them to to um, step back and maybe not understand. Uh, understand the whole picture, you know, being, being able to say, I'm okay with this, um, with the uncertainty of what's before us. You know, I'm, an, I'm, I'm okay with trusting and following Christ. After all, this is what he's called us to do. So though things don't make sense to me, I'm okay with, with committing my life of following Christ, of leaving everything else that I have behind and committing to follow him in all things. So they were obedient as they followed, as they followed him. But it was the Holy Spirit that was carrying them um, as they committed to him. So no prophecy ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. You see, these these verses um, provide a strong statement on the inspiration of Scripture. And Peter here is is affirming that um, God's prophets wrote down God's messages which became ultimately what we see here as as the Old Testament. But God is speaking through and inspiring these men, and they're being guided by um, by the Holy Spirit. You know, if you were to continue reading there in 2 Timothy and go on to, to chapter 4, um, down in verse number 3, it says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears, and they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. You know, I think it's so easy for us to to um, to try to to pick the bits and pieces of scripture that we feel we want to apply to our lives instead of taking scripture in its entirety and saying every verse, every word, every chapter, every book, all of this is applicable for us as we follow Christ. 
It is, there's difficult things to hear. And I think it's easy for us to just dwell on maybe the good things or the things that we feel that we can, that we can follow. Maybe the commandments that we feel we can follow, or maybe let's focus on, on the passages and books that are more grace filled um, and not focus on those passages that are um, reminding us of the judgment and the wrath of um, our Holy Father. We have to look at this um, in its entirety and understand that every word is inspired by God and every word is in there for a reason. And we have to apply the entire scripture as we follow him and as we serve him. Um, the last word that I want to dwell on is, is that word sufficiency. Um, and I think there's a beautiful picture in Psalm 19 of sufficiency for us to be reminded that the Lord is enough that the scripture is enough. When we look at the scripture, it is the answer for everything that we have. There is nothing that we will face as we follow Christ. No circumstance, no challenge, no valley that's too deep, no nothing that the scripture will not have the answer for. It is up for us to, to dive deep into this, to pray through this, to understand this, to dwell on this, to meditate on it, to understand the scripture because it is sufficient. It is all that we need and will meet every situation that we may face. And in Psalm 19, um, there's just a few short verses that I think David has penned, again, through the Holy Spirit that outline this. And it's Psalm 19, verses 7 through 9. And it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. You know, you look at these, these six statements and each is highlighting the characteristic of Scripture and then describing its effect in the life of the one who, who is following, and who is embracing this. But I think it paints this beautiful picture of the sufficiency of God's Word. See, the, the word is perfect, it's sure, it's right, it's pure, it's clean. And ultimately, it is reviving, it's making us wise, it's bringing rejoicing, it's enlightening our eyes, it's enduring forever. You see these effects of the sufficiency of Scripture. And what David has written here is this beautiful reminder of the sufficiency of Scripture in all of its attributes and all, the, all of these descriptions the law of the Lord, the word of the Lord, it is it is perfect. It is sure. It is right. It's, it is clean. It is everything that we need. And my prayer is that we focus on um, the sufficiency of Scripture, that as a ministry, that we look at the sufficiency of Scripture and understand that it is in all things. It is all that we need to have a deeper understanding of who the Lord is and what He's, what he's called us to do as a ministry. So um, today um, we're going to close out our time um, in focusing on prayer. Um, and today it is going to be focusing on the country of Guatemala. Um, so Guatemala is definitely a country that we have worked with for, for many, many years. And obviously we want to continually bring our ministry partners all around the world um, before the Lord. So um, as we close in prayer this week, um, we're going to be looking through some of those specific ways that we can pray for the country of Guatemala. Um, first and foremost, we just want to pray for that government um, because ultimately they're going to dictate and have control over um, all that we do there. 
So let's um, let's spend time praying for that government that we will continue to have favor there. Um, let's also pray for these children that are in Guatemala. Um, pray that um, the children that reside in orphanage will will um, have the opportunity to hear about the gospel. Pray for these caregivers that are in these homes caring for these children. Um, we all know that they need energy and endurance and in, in this season, um, that they will just have the stamina they need to care well and love these children well. So also just pray for our partners there. Um, pray for Village of Hope and their caregivers and cooks and teachers and psychologists and everything that that Village of Hope has going on. Let's pray for them um, and their and their staff as well. Let's pray for the local church. Pray for our partners on the ground. There are so many things happening in the country of Guatemala. Um, so let's pray for that. And then, and then uh, you know, overarching, um, let's just thank him for what he's done. Let's just praise him for the opportunity um, that he has to even give us the chance to work there um, and praise him for the opportunity that we have had with the local church um, and their commitment to care for the vulnerable and the children there. So let's close out our time in prayer. God, we are thankful for the opportunity um, to have the word before us. We're grateful for the scriptures that you have given us, and we're grateful to have access to those. God, may we not neglect the opportunity to pick up our Bibles, to dive into the scripture, to have a deeper understanding of who you are and how you're calling us to serve you. Lord, we are um, thankful for the chance to serve in the country of Guatemala, God, and we pray for continued favor with that government. God, we pray that um, that we um, have the chance to even speak and witness and share the hope of who you are with these government officials. Lord, may they be open-minded in more ways to partner with with Lifeline, but even, even further, partner with the local church there on the ground. Um, Lord, may they see the need of the children in their country and understand that you have created the church and the church is to step into that gap and to care. So, Lord, may the church be a support system for that government. And, Lord, we also just pray that the government sees international adoption as part of the solution. God, you've given us such a platform um, through international adoption in so many countries, and we know there's such a need in Guatemala. So, God, I pray, um, Lord, as we walk into a new year in 2021, that you give us a chance to, um, to serve these children that are waiting in international adoption in Guatemala. Um, to find Christian families for these children. God, we pray for these children as they're waiting and languishing in orphanages. God, we pray for their caretakers um, and the opportunities that um, that they have to care for them. God, may they just um, have the endurance and stamina they need to care for these children well. We pray for our partners, for Village of Hope, um, for the local churches there, and all of the the staff um, on the ground. God, may you as well give them endurance and stamina that they need. God, give them encouragement to dive into your word as we have read even today um, to find encouragement and the hope that you have given us and spoken through your followers. God, we also um, lastly just thank you for what you're doing. God, we don't we don't want to come before you and just um, lay a request. God, we want to thank you for what you have done. So God, we thank you for the opportunity to even partner there in that country. We thank you for what you're doing through the Village of Hope. God, and we thank you for what you're doing through the local church there. And God, just how we've seen um, them step up with an understanding of the need to care for the vulnerable. So Lord, we're thankful um, for everything that you've given us the platform to do as Lifeline. And God, may we specifically see that um, grow in the country of Guatemala. And these things we ask in your name. Amen.
Thanks again for joining us for the Defender Bible Study. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Bible Study to make it easier for more people to find. For more resources and information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, please visit us at lifelinechild.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. We look forward to seeing you again next week for the Defender Bible Study. Music